This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Wallace dips inside and hits. Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! Hello and welcome to the debate show. This is the weekly show devoted to Sheffield Wednesday where we give you the chance to have your say and for us to listen to your opinion on your club. If you're listening to the recording of this and you're wondering how you can get involved, then just follow us on Twitter. It's at WTIDpod and you'll see when we go live. If you want to have your say, then press the microphone icon on the bottom left to request a talk. It really is that simple. No Liam again this week. Like I said at the weekend, he's, uh, he's done a Steve Bruce. He's uh, watching the cricket in the Caribbean at the moment so uh, yeah just you've got me this week um, uh, one thing that we definitely can't mention is fans leaving early by the way um, we, we did that at the weekend and that clearly touched a nerve with quite a few people got so many people trying to justify to me why they leave before the final whistle um, quite frankly don't really care but it still pisses me off but uh, but yeah but the things we can talk about we talk about the uh, the 1-1 draw against Accrington last night uh, we can also um, something that got mentioned in the WhatsApp group was Darren Moore and, and what happens to Darren Moore if we don't get promoted at the end of this season so I'd love to know your thoughts on that one either way uh, we can also talk about uh, Dominic Iofa obviously he made a return um, into the starting lineup yesterday uh, for the first time since the, the Lincoln game, I think it was, back in October. So what did you think of his performance? And then also talk about the news today that uh, nine of the under-23s have been released. Um, and is there really any point in having the, having the academy? Because looking at it, what, Kieran Brennan's 
wouldn't say he's broken through as he's not really a first team regular but you've got to go right back to to Liam Palmer I, I guess uh, to find a, a first team regular that's come from that uh, from that academy so like I said press that um, request to talk button come up and we'll uh, we can have a chat about anything like that we could probably start talking uh, start talking about the Accrington draw you know was you there last night what did you think of it obviously we've had the absolute demolition of uh, of Cambridge at the weekend the 6-0 and then uh, struggled to beat the uh, uh, a resolute kit, um, Accrington Stanley side yesterday uh, like I said love to know what you were what your thoughts were on that one um, you know Accrington Stanley for me came to uh, came to pick up a point and that's exactly what they did um and and yeah, it was a it was a tough uh, a tough old evening. Uh, ben, I'm just going to bring uh, bring you up, mate. How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, not bad, mate. You? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all all good. Uh, what did you make of of last night? It was a frustrating night for me. What about yourself? Pedestrian, I think's the word. Probably, I say it was so brilliant against Cambridge. Fast, free flowing football. I mean, it's a joy to watch, weren't it? I mean, Bannon were just super. Buyers were. And we played with pace, passing it about. And last night was just a bit flat for me, everything. I mean, the atmosphere again were absolutely awful. Sorry if that offends anybody, but we're terrible at home, aren't we, as a fan base? We're just no atmosphere, can hear pin drops. And everywhere just flat last night. I mean, the passing was slow. Uh, I mean, they did a job on us, really. I mean, a team full of what, apart from their number 41, was about three foot. The rest of them are like six foot odd, aren't they? So... Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they clearly had a had a game plan. Um, obviously, you know, we don't really know what Cambridge's game plan were because we scored that early on. We couldn't really see it, could we? And it was a bit of an onslaught from from start to finish. But but against against Accrington, yeah, they they came uh, they came to you know spoilers and and I think we we struggle, don't we, when we come up against teams like that and it's a bit of a bit of a worry for me that we can't seem to break them teams down when they do come I mean I don't think they parked the bus they were just a lot more physical weren't they Ben? Yeah they, they did a job and they got stuck in and defended well but I thought Darren Moore got it wrong tactically at times I mean the one thing and I thought I might have got it out of my system after sleep last night but I've not and we do it so often on set pieces on corners free kicks we have everybody back defending now, call me stupid, I've never been a footballer or manager, I don't pretend to be, but I've seen thousands and thousands of games of football. We're all playing against a team that's got big shit houses in their team. The last thing you want when they've got a corner is them throwing every big bugger forward. But what did we do? We got everybody back defending and they chucked everybody up. And then they ended up scoring from it. So for yeah. me, Darren Moore's got to take a bit of responsibility because that really, I'm just looking, thinking, why have we got nobody on halfway line? It's something that I... I mention all the time, especially to Favre and Laura, who I sit next to, and um, you know, if you leave two men up, I mean, we did, we did, we did it. I, don't, I can't remember it were Mendes Lang and someone else. I can't remember, but yeah. one were on one wing and the other were on the other one, and they kind of you know split. You know, normally you stand in the centre circle, don't they? But they kind of split them, and they had to leave th- yeah. you know three men back. And like I said, I'm no footballer, I'm no coach or anything like that. There might be some people that that are that are listening to this, but you know when when you're training and doing set piece routines, you'll have a certain number of attackers in the box when you're doing your little routines and what have you. Yeah. Whereas if you leave three men up, I mean, that's a bit ballsy, like, but if you leave three men up, that's going to ruin, ruin their 
routine, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't know, like I said, maybe maybe I'm a bit, oh, yeah, bit naive. Think, uh, but... out. They're going to cause trouble in opposition boxes. Well, I, look, just... I, I looked as well, and we had, yeah, every man was in the, in our box when the corner was taken. I think they had, obviously, you've got the corner taker, you've got the goalkeeper. That's that's two people that are out. I think they were one person on the edge of the box, and um, obviously then they had a, a defender as well. So they only had seven players in the box, and um, yeah, they, they got the they got the head on the ball and yeah i've, I've kind of on twitter I've, I've singled out um jordan's story a little bit i thought he were he'll he let his man go really and and when yeah. when you concede one goal and it is a set piece you know we've conceded 16 set pieces or so goals from 16 set pieces should i say uh, this season already um you know people have said oh you need to, you can't be singling people out but that was the goal and and you've, yeah. you've it's how many times we've we spoken about it? it's fine margins you know they've cleared it off the line and then we let their player go and next thing the ball's ball's in the back of the net so I think yeah. our killer's heel to answer your pal set pieces and defending them and yeah de- definitely um cheers Ben I'm just gonna bring uh, got lots of people yeah. wanting to talk so I'm gonna bring Tom up mate Tom how are you, you all right yeah, thanks yourself, mate. Yeah, all all good. Cheers for stepping in at the weekend, mate. Did uh, add some good good feedback and what have you, so that we're all uh, all good. Um, yeah, first of all, let's talk about the starting lineup as well. Obviously, we made three changes from a from the side that won six nil at the weekend. Obviously, now now we realise that uh, Lewis Gibson was forced. He's picked up a knock. Uh, Gibson, Hunt, and Gregory all made way. Iofa, Palmer, and Patterson came in obviously playing the same three five two formation what what did you think when you saw that that starting lineup at what quarter quarter seven Tom like I said on the on the show at the weekend I'd pick a team to try and win the opposite against the opposition that we're playing and more obviously thought the 11 that he put out was more than capable to win obviously we didn't get the win but I I've, I've got no I've got no concerns when Moore puts his team out as long as Canberry and Sal not in that <laughs> 11. The rest of them, the rest of them sh- sh- should be good enough. Um, so I've got, I've got no qualms about the, the formate, sorry, the, the team. And I personally think that we need to give Accrington credit for what they, what they did last night. And I think if, if Gregory Gibson would have started, I, I don't think it would be much different because of the way that they set up. They nullified us. They, they sat in. They they did the jobs. They didn't overcommit. They tried to play on the counter, and yeah, credit where credit's due. Yeah, I mean, Bannon, Byers, and Luongo. It's no secret that there are kind of you know the the whole of our performance kind of hinges around those three. And you know, obviously, we know how influential Barry Bannon is. You know, Luongo. You know, we, we wax lyrical about him every single week. Byers has come in and done a done an amazing job uh and it, it, they, i don't want to say they went missing because they you know they didn't really go missing it, it were more that like you just said accrington stopped them from playing and I, I don't know if you saw but you know barry bannon had to drift wide on quite a few occasions perhaps just to get away and get some space because he certainly didn't get any space in the middle of the park did he no and that's them doing their job if you can imagine the that's like their, their team is saying right if bannon gets ball in the middle obviously he's more direct to goal, get him out wide, and he can't really hit us as much. So, the, to them, it's happy days. They, they'll be, they'll love stuff like that. They, they'll have, yeah, that, that's what they'll have set up to do. Nullify us, go man for man, and take ownership and responsibility. Them three, our three players, they'll have said, right, three lads in Accrington team, you pick your man, you stick with them, you take ownership. 
if that player scores or does something and you own it, and they obviously decided to stick to their plan. And again, credit where credit's due. Yeah, does it not concern you that, like I said at the top, that, that we can't seem to break these teams down that, that come to to get a get a point? I mean, I'm looking at like Shrewsbury, um, Gillingham did this did the same. Obviously, um, Accrington last night. Does that not concern you a little bit that you think we we should be we should be able to beat these these teams? Like I said, no no disrespect to to the likes of Accrington etc. I know that they come and do a job and, and it's work, but. Do you not think that at this stage of the season we should have found a way to to break these teams down? Yes. Uh, so the first two you mentioned, uh, Gillingham and Shrewsbury, players red available, square pegs in round holes, players doing a the job. Then not so much. But last night, that that team on on paper, I know football is not one on paper, but on paper you'd have thought is more than capable to be Accrington at Hillsborough. Um, so it it is. It is a, a worry that we we can't win win ugly if that's that's the term um, and, and break these. I think Ben said it, these shit house teams down because that's what they are. They're big, they're physical, and we we just we need to find a way. And I don't know how we find a way, but for us to be in the playoffs, we we need to find a way. Otherwise, we won't be in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Tom, cheers for that, mate. Uh, thank you. Obviously. Do do stay, uh, Pete. I'm just going to come to come to you next, mate. How are you? All right. I'm all right, pal. How are you, mate? I'm fine, thank you. So Wednesday at eight o'clock, mate. Have you have you got that? I've got it, mate. Sorry, <laughs> I was I was doing my editing on Monday night trying to find this bloody podcast. Anyway, we're here. <laughs> yeah, every Wednesday, mate, eight o'clock. Almost, uh, almost almost as much as doing me editing walking out of the North Stand last night. Jesus, that was. Anyway, yeah. Go on. What 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 were your thoughts thoughts yesterday? You know, um, we well, should have turned them over, shouldn't we? Really. Yeah, we should we should have, but like like the, the previous guys just said, it, they, you need to give them a bit of credit because they they stuck their plan and stuck to it bloody well. Uh, big set of lads at the back. I, I, I have a few points last night what, uh, from from last night's game. You can't you can't fault Stadi at all, obviously for obvious reasons. But I mean, <laughs> I touched on it last week about has anybody else noticed Peacock Farrell when the ball comes into the box? He's not. He's not committed to getting the ball with his hand. He seems to want to chest it or, or 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 do almost be like a premiership keeper and get it on his feet. Get it in your bloody hands, man, and get it safe. First priority. He wants to, wants to be wants to be Jack Flash all the time. Yeah, there, it, there, there were a few people in the in the WhatsApp group they were coming. And even even at even at four nil on on Saturday, there was an incident when the ball was going towards the cop and it was a it was a one on one with the with one of their one of their strikers and um, he, he dis, rather than pick it up he chose to chest it or let it hit his stomach drop and then try and kick it out and he nearly he was very close to messing up on it and I, and there was a bit there were bits last and and I, I know that's been nitpicky when you're winning four 0 but I mean you know practice makes perfect yeah I think obviously you know you could look and you go well we've we've won however many games yeah. we've won in recent weeks and what have you but but like a few people have said he, he hadn't had a great deal to do has he in, no, uh, in recent, in recent weeks uh, no. he had probably four or five shots uh, against Lincoln and, and three have gone in uh, so you know, mm. I think uh, he has he has come under criticism from, from certain people I was, um, I, w- I was annoyed last night about him taking Bannon off because that's just Darren Moore tinkering up why has he gone back? Why has he suddenly decided to start tinkering? I said this last week. Last night was the last midweek game until the last game of the season, and so there's no. It's, it's Saturday's all the way now. 
Yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think there's just Easter. We play Friday, Monday at Easter. Good well, Friday, and then and then both three o'clock kickoffs. Uh, well, but, yeah, but yeah, I know, yeah, but I, know yeah. I know what you're saying. It's, we're not playing three games in a well, week, are we? No, we're not. And what, why is he? Why is he? Why is he want to think? And, and for yeah, uh, Bannon may not stop to. Uh, he want to jump to and stop the header from the corner, but he would have had the energy. He would have had the drive. He'd have been revving the, revving the players up, his teammates up. He'd have been revving the fans up getting them on side and maybe making that push for that equaliser, sorry, the winner in the, in, at the end. Um, I, you mentioned right at the start about oh, Iofa. He, to me last night, he's bound to, he's bound to look rusty, but I wasn't convinced with him and I'm not convinced. And I'm going to pace that. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Dominic Iofa here, so I love the guy when he's on song, but if you remember when Harley Dean came into the side when he first signed, it was like he'd played 50, 60 games already for us. Yeah. He was absolutely rock steady. Now, to me, last night, we weren't rock steady at the back. Yes, they got two big guys playing against us or one big guy and they were bombing everything up. I'm not convinced I offers the answer. And I think as soon as Dunkley's fit, he's in. Absolutely not. I, I think, I, did, you, did you see the post I put on the group? I can see a situation in two weeks' time where there's no Hutchinson, no Palmer, no Story, and we'll have Dean possibly I offer and Dunkley at the back. Yeah, another, another thing as well is, you know, they made they made the changes at the back, didn't they? And uh, Yeah, they did. And and, and moved everyone uh was, was that yesterday or was that am I think it's Saturday when they all, when they when they moved them all around. Um, yeah, they did change them around. Yeah, cuz Story ended up left side, didn't he? And he's not suited with the Ah, oh, that were yeah, cuz Palmer went off injured, didn't he? And brought yeah. and Hunt Hunt came back on and and then they all kind of they all kind of shuffled, shuffled around a little bit, and and I, I thought that was a little bit strange um, yeah. that they'd that they'd done that because I offer then went uh, I offer went centre back, didn't he, as, as opposed I'm, to Hutch. I'm, and... I'm, I'm trying not to be too critical because you can't be critical after the recent run of players, the recent run of form, and like I said last week, I still think we're nailed on for the playoffs because the running we've got, and yeah, we've got it, we've got to sort this out about playing against these big sides, these shit house sides. They're going to spoil it. Well, we've got another one on Saturday, because so we need to yeah, learn, exactly. need to learn quick because it's going to be exactly the same. Going. Yeah, and, we, and we're going to get it time and time again towards the end of the season. Yeah, especially, uh, especially because, like, well, like you said, the teams that we've got coming up, yes, they're easier fixtures, but they're all teams that are going to, you know, the next four, we've got what another yeah. four home games until the end of the season, and you can bet your bottom dollar that that teams that that come to us are going to. I mean, who, who have we got at home? We've got Cheltenham, we've got Wimbledon. That you know, they're yeah, they're scrapping Crew as well, as well. Yeah. and it's only the last game of the season. The Portsmouth, hopefully, it's all wrapped wrapped up and sorted yeah. by by them but you know the, the three of the four teams that are going to come to Hillsborough it's going to be exactly the same as what it's just been last yep, night definitely. against Accrington so um so yeah right Peter I've got a few people with the with their hands up right, I'm going to uh, going to come to him. so Callum mate I'm going to come to you first uh, what do you want to have to say Cal yeah well am I audible yeah I can hear you mate great um but before I go into my point uh, if anyone goes onto the Accrington Stanley YouTube page you can actually see a goal cam of the goal that we conceded and it's kind of interesting because originally um it was Sykes who scored the goal but it kind of looks like a, a, a Marvin Johnson own goal and it just looks so so obvious like if if Johnson had not like intervened in any way pickup Ferrell could have easily have saved that goal but anyway if anyone was interested just check that out yeah, you can, uh, you can just, see it on the highlights as well. To be fair, he, he palms it onto Johnson. Johnson goes to clear it at the same time, and and but they both get tangled up, and yeah, it ends up in the back of the net. It's quite, it's unfortunate, but for me, I think the I think the mistake lies with the 
you know, it's time and time again that we're not getting the first contact on the ball um, when the ball comes into the box. Like I said, it's it happens happens time and time again. So yeah, go on, carry on, Callum. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but no, uh, I attended the game um, to Accrington and uh, it was pretty frustrating considering that you know coming out of a six 0 win, you know, we there was a lot of pressure on us to keep that momentum going, and I think, um, and I'm usually quite, um, you know confident with Darren Moore but I thought the the big thing that he did uh, uh this game was make too many changes uh I understand with the Gibson situation he picked up a knock uh, I I thought that would be the case so he had to change it but I just thought the changes were a bit odd and I thought it was just rotated too much and I just felt that could have contributed to why the game was a bit too scrappy. Yeah, um, we, we mentioned it earlier on in the in the podcast, I can't remember it was, but we kind of almost said that the, the team picked itself and I think Barry Bannon even said it himself as well that, you know, that that's that the team that was out is just the, the, the team that's available, not really the best team, it's just it's just what we've got and it was just, and, and then obviously we've, we start to pick some form up no surprise that it came you know we were playing the same team pretty much week in week out maybe one or two changes but it were it, it were mainly the same team do you, do you not think it is an element of of him trying to keep players happy or do you just think it's a case of him just trying to rotate well i mean i can understand with the uh the patterson gregory thing like maybe you know patterson was told hey like you're on your like last yellow if you pick up another one you're going to be you know sent off for two games uh let gregory play and i'll promise you the other one um yeah so there's, there's probably an element of keeping people happy but i also feel like because eventually you know because our three main targets are you know the three midfield you know luongo Byers, and Bannon. You know, eventually teams are going to figure out how to, you know, nullify that midfield. So changing it up a little bit from time enough time again is necessary to, you know, not make us so predictable. So I wouldn't be so against like changing up the midfield from time and again and maybe trying something different because although it does work, it's going to come to a point where, you know, we are going to get figured out. And I'm not saying that we're going to win. You know, obviously there are going to be some games that we're not going to win, you know, Accrington being one of them. But yeah, I know we just need to keep it freshened up. Mm-hmm. Even even if that will be taking off someone like Barry Bannon, who has been an influential player in recent days and the form he's been in, maybe if that means getting rid of Bannon for a couple of games just to rest him, then maybe that will be. Yeah, definitely. Cheers for that, Callum, mate. Obviously, do do stick around. Now, you, you're trying to confuse me here because we've got three Bens. So we've got uh, well, Ben Brown, Ben Chiker, and then I'll just refer to the one as just Ben. So uh, Ben Brown, I'll come to you, mate. Uh, first of all, I think it's your first time on the show, so uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Just want to unmute yourself, Ben. Right. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, cheers for uh, cheers for joining us. No, just. Um... I'm interested when um, Peter on about Peacock Farrell, to be honest, and I've got a bit of gripe with him as well. Go on then. Um, it's just his distribution and how quick he is. He just seems so slow when he receives the ball. And you can see, I was watching last night, I didn't go to the game last night, but I watched it. Um, and you can see Hutch shouting at him to move ball quick. And he's just so... I don't know. He just seems so slow with his distribution with ball. Um, it's just a little bit frustrating. So, um, so if if it came that Peacock, we could sign Peacock Farrell on a on a permanent transfer at the end of the season, just irrespective of what division we're in, whether we're still in League One or whether we do get promoted, what would you do? Would you would you say yeah to that? 
Yeah, I would want him as a keeper. Personally, I would, yeah. Because um, it's things like that that you can learn. And obviously, a keeper coach can come in and he's obviously off with international duty and stuff like that. So he's got good coaches with him. Um, but it's whether the coaches are actually noticing things like that, if his teammates are saying anything like that. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's a good keeper. I mean, he's still young; he's got things to learn. Um, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think I think he's a good replacement for Westwood. Um, whether obviously what happens with Dawson at Exeter? Um, well, personally, I think he's probably going to be sold at the end of the season. Yeah, be... yeah, I think which season that he's been having there, I think he's probably going to be. Whether that whether it's to Exeter or someone else, um, probably more than likely. Um, what, and then what, it, yeah, go, go on. on what what were your overall thoughts then about yesterday's performance? Then because it were a stark, it was it were totally different, weren't it, to, to what we saw on Saturday? Yeah, it was like chalk and cheese, mate. Honestly, um, and that's the most frustrating thing when we can absolutely batter a team like six. We can put six past the team. And then we come, we're playing at home, the exact same, you know, same fans that are in there. Um, and, I mean, team selection, I, I, I didn't disagree. with The only rap I have with team selection would have been Jack Hunt. Um, yeah. I think he deserved to have that place down there because the past couple of games he's been absolutely fantastic. Here's one for you then. So, so when Nathaniel Mendes-Lang comes back from his injury... Oh, now then. <laughs> what, what, what happens then? Because we've got a potential here with Mendes Lang, Jack Hunt and, and Liam Palmer all vying for that, that right wing-back yeah. spot. Who, who, who goes in there so, for yeah. you? For me, I've always I've always um, praised Liam Palmer and I always will. Um, Mr. Reliable, you know, he can be there. But for me, I, I, I mean, Mendes Lang, I don't think he's going to come in and, and shine as much as... He did before he got injured. Um, I think he's going to take a couple of games to get going. So, for me personally, it would. And I've just said that about Liam Palmer. For me, it'd be Jack, it'd be Jack Hunt in there, and then obviously, if, if he wants to switch things around, bring him off Mendes Lang on and sort of working back his form. Like, but if that shot that if, if that shot that Hunt had would have gone in that that like a volley or a half volley, I think the roof. Oh. And I know I know Hillsborough ain't got a roof, but I think if it did have one, it would have come off. Do you know what I mean? Like because. But and I, I watching obviously I watching game and commentary. I mean Pearson, Jesus Christ, sound like you were having a bloody heart attack. Bless him. <laughs> but he he said it right, and he does. He deserved it. He deserved that win because he's played that well. Well, in most in most weeks, he's been like the furthest man forward on on many yeah. many occasions. I think he's hit the woodwork once. I think I tweeted earlier; he's had sixteen shots this so far this season. Obviously, not hit the back of the net once. Um, but yeah, he's, he's coming. This is what I mean. Us as fans, and and obviously we've been Wednesday fans for a lot of years. If you try, we don't mind. <laughs> we'll love you more if you try. I mean, Atty Nuyo is a prime example of that. If you try, we will love you. <laughs> yeah, well, Samedo is another prime example. He, he's, exactly. he weren't he weren't the most he's... technically gifted, but you know everyone loved to try it, didn't we? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, Accrington. I mean, like I said, I get to them. They they had a game plan. They were playing for a point. As soon as we scored, they stopped 
pissing about with ball and, you know, you could actually see a rush in him compared to when it was 1-0. Um, so now praise to him, but Moore's, some of Moore's decisions and all were a bit iffy. I mean, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Great it's, stuff. It's an, odd, it's an odd one to take because I still think we're going to be there. Um, th- there's a lot of work that needs to do it. Set players being one of them. Well, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, some of players as well, mate. I mean, fucking ball. You know, you've got, what, three or four brick shit houses at back for them. And we're just long balling it up and they just need to calm it and play it on ground. We've got abilities to play on ground, though, which players have got. Well, the thing is, I don't, I don't think Accrington, they didn't give us any uh, any space. They, they, they closed, you know, the midfield three were closed down pretty much every time <clears throat> Every time they got the ball there. Ben, I just want to uh, move on. Cheers for uh, your thoughts and, and do do stick around. Uh, Tom, I can see you've got your hand up. I'm just going to come to Liam first, if, if we can. Uh, Liam, mate, how are you? All right? Yeah, all good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all uh, all good. Go on then. Yeah, yesterday, what were your uh, what were your thoughts uh, I feel like it was a big opportunity missed um, to get back in the top stick. It, fe- it felt like to me one of the performances we've seen earlier in the season. Okay. Uh, yeah, some of the like I I can understand the changes made. You know, that's what Moore does. He does like to tinker around. But I still think the eleven that was put out was good enough to win the game. But overall, we didn't do enough and we struggled. Um, Accrington were very physical, and I thought they deserved the point in the end. I don't think we did enough to win the game. Yeah, it were. I mean, I, I said it to, like I said, Favre and Laura, I sit next to, and um, at one nil for me, it, it would probably most. It, it, no, I know we didn't hold on, but if we if we had a held on, it would probably be the more satisfying victory than at the weekend, just because it felt too easy on Saturday against Cambridge. You know, like I said, when you're two nil up after ten minutes, it's, it's going to feel like that, innit, I suppose. But with it being a battle and and you know they actually we've said it time and time again already on this show. You know credit to Accrington that they they stuck to a game plan uh, and made it difficult for us and, and nullified our our threats that come in the middle of the park and uh, and and yeah, but it's you know it's it's just just really frustrating that we that we couldn't hold on. I mean, what did you think to the the starting lineup? I know you said about you know tinkering and what have you. Obviously, I, we know Gibson. Um, he was injured, so so he couldn't he couldn't play. But Iofa and and um, and Palmer came in for. Um, oh, sorry, uh, we had Patterson come in for Gregory. Uh, obviously, Iofa came in for Gibson, and then Palmer came in for Hunt. What did you think to that that starting lineup? Uh, well, given we won six 0 on the weekend, um, can't really fault how we played. Uh, you know, scoring six goals, and we've not done it in I think since we beat Leeds. All those a few years ago, but yeah, I did think the team selection it, it was good enough to win the game, but it was a bit strange at times seeing I offer back in the eleven. I don't think he played great. I think he was just given a chance to you know prove himself, given how good he has been for us over over the, over the years. Palmer on uh, at right wing back, yes, he can do a job there. But I just think he got uh, ran ragged. And uh, I think he obviously picked up a knock and got taken off at the break. I thought Jack Hunt, I think he deserved to keep his place. And he came on and he did really, he's done really well. And one day he will score. <laughs> <laughs> he will He will score a goal, bless him. 
Yeah, he's, he keeps knocking on that door, doesn't he? Yeah. Cheers yeah. for that. Cheers for that, Liam. Um, no sp- worries. Ben Chike, I just want to bring bring you in on on the whole Accrington Stanley yesterday, and then we can kind of move on to other other topics. Uh, just everyone else as well. If you want to get involved, then press that request to talk button on the bottom left, and we'll uh, we'll have you have you say. Oh yeah, I can see you there, Tom, as well. I'll, I'll come to you bef- uh, before we before we move on. Go, ben, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, yeah, what uh, what when final whistle went yesterday at um, you know one one? What were your kind of initial thoughts and emotions after that game? Yeah, just obviously the same as everyone else. After Saturday's performance, we we go into that game on a high, and we on paper we should be beating teams like that. And when you you look at other games we've got coming up, there's only a few teams that we 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 should fear in probably Wickham and MK Dons and. As fans, we, sh- we should be, in hindsight, turning them sort of teams over. Do you know what I mean? But it, obviously, it were it, 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 it were a tough game. And like I said, um, Accrington set up well, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? To to to, to shut us out. So credit to them. But we've, we've found it hard to, to play against teams like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Accrington Stanley's manager, uh, I think, in the, his like, pre-match press conference, obviously, obviously a bit of mind games because he said he was going you know, to get the ball down and play. And... Well, they did quite the opposite, didn't they? I don't think the ball had to touch the ground when when they had it. It were always up in the air, weren't it? And and lumping yeah. it forward. And it and it, it's tough. It's tough, and it's uh, it, it's tough to 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 break teams that down like that. Do you know what I mean? Like even if you look at into Premiership, Man City struggled against Palace, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? I know they had a lot of possession and shots and stuff, but yeah, it, it's tough. And then coming away, you, you, we we should have won. Do you know what I mean? We got spoiled on Saturday, but. A few pointers for me, like a few people have said with, with Peacock Fowl. Um, I don't know. I think he looks he, he looks he looks a bit weak. Well, you know when crosses come in and, and, and from corners and, and, and crosses just coming. He just he just I don't, he don't I don't think he commands his box too well. Do you know what I mean? He's not like a that's my ball. I'm gonna get it. Get out of my way, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? He kind of he's kind of a bit hesitant whether to do I go do I stay. And there were a few times when ball went enough. Is, is he gonna go for? Is he going to move off his off his line or what? Do you know what I mean? And and, and go and get balls. So, are, yeah, are you are, overall are you impressed with Peacock Farrell or or you just is you just like is he just an all right keeper for you? I, th- I think I, put, I said a few weeks ago. Is, is, if you look at his overall season so far, he's, he's probably a six and a half, seven out of ten every game. And do you know what I mean? So he's not had loads to do some games, but then when he has had something to do, he, he has pulled off some good saves. Do you know what I mean? But again, it's probably experience with him. I just think he's to be a def- to, to be a like a def- a goalkeeper and you you shower at your centre back and your right back into showers someone like Sam Hutchinson or, or or that type of player you've got to have something about you do you know what I mean you've got as a goalkeeper to to shout at players like that if they've not blocked a cross or they've not tracked him back and I don't think I don't think he's found that like confidence level to to do that do you know what I mean. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Well, Tom, I'll come to you then before we uh, before we move on, mate. Uh, what do you want to have to say? Just a quick one. I want to ask you a question. Go on. Um, so last night, obviously, Bannon come off. I don't know if he picked up a knock or whether that were tactical. Do you think that the change should have been Dunkley on, Hutchin to the middle, and then Dunkley at the back to offer that height and that more physical presence, knowing we're suspect conceding from set plays. Um, I mean, it's always a tricky one, isn't it? Because at the time when he made the substitution, we were winning 1-0. So, you know, we've just come off the back of a 6-0. I th- personally, I thought watching the game, 
I thought once we get one goal, that the you know I, I, I couldn't see a way of Accrington getting back in the game. To be perfectly honest, yes, they did a job on us, but they didn't really have anything. You know, they didn't cause any real threats going forward. So, to I, I would have thought that you know bringing on. I mean, it's it's hindsight's a wonderful thing in it, and saying yeah, bringing yeah. bringing Dunkley on, yeah, it would we've had a better uh, you know more of a threat. But if I mean, it was Jordan's story's man who, if you, you could say. Unless he comes on for Jordan's story, is it still going to be his? You know, where he set out to mark that player, um, you know, on on the outset. So it's yeah, it's just, it's a strange one. I think you'd have got quite a lot of people saying, "Why have we brought Why have we brought Dunkley on when we're one 0 up?" Like, and we've just been a team six 0 and we're playing Accrington Stanley. You'd have probably had people question the, the the thought process of bringing a defender on, and and you you very rarely see it as well, don't you? I mean, other than injuries, how many times do you see a defender coming off for another defender? You always kind of keep the same, yeah, uh, same defenders, you know, throughout the whole course of the game usually. So, yeah, in in hindsight, I think you're right. That would have perhaps made a bit of a difference, but at the time. I, when I, mean, I was thinking, you know, why is he brought why is he brought Bannon off? It, a bit of, it was a bit of a strange decision. He's come out and said it was tactical. Uh, he'd not picked up a knock. He just wanted to freshen things up, as he said. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, if we'd have, if we'd have held on to the win or gone to gone on to win two or three nil, I don't think we'd be having this this, no. com- this conversation. But nah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I don't think it was. Um, Look, I said looking back now, yeah, you, you're probably right. But at the time, um, it was just—I think it's just, just one of those things. Um, but yeah, let's let's move let's move on if we if we can. Um, I said the, the question got posed in the, uh, in the picture. The scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. WhatsApp group then. So I'll come to you, Tom, first. So if if we don't get promoted then this season... um, do we stick with Darren Moore or does Chancery go and get someone else in to uh, to do the job? What what do you think on that one? No, I'd stick with him. I'd give him give him twelve, fifteen games next season. And if we're not in top four, then I'd look then potentially look to change depend but there's so many so many things that could, could happen in that time. He he could get the injuries like he's had so far this season, same again next season. So you could be unlucky with that. The reason I'm saying keep with him is I can't see anybody better. I've said this for months. People say people have said more out. Suggest somebody who's going to come in, work under this owner, work with these players who can get a better tune out of them than I'm all ears. But I don't think anybody has put a sensible suggestion to just 
on this pod at all or even on social media. So I, I, I'd keep him, even if we don't go up. The last dozen games, I can, can sort of see there's a style, the way we play. We're starting to to get the best out of Bannon and other players. So, no, I, I don't see point in changing it because yeah. we do it year on year. Yeah, just on that, when people throw that question about like, who, who we're going to get in instead, like it's always a difficult one because one who was who was available. That I, I know Darren Moore wasn't available, and we and we took him off from from Doncaster. But but like when people say who we're going to bring in and, and stuff, for me it doesn't it doesn't matter who the who the manager is. I mean, you look at Carlos; nobody knew who we were, and when it, when we did bring him in. Everyone went straight onto Wikipedia and had a look how many how many clubs he'd managed, and it was about seventy five clubs. And everyone was like, mm-hmm. "Why have we why have we why have we signed him as manager? Look, he's never succeeded anywhere in his life." Yada yada yada. And then look, like then we were you know nearly built a statue outside Hillsborough. With, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah. So if, not we didn't know who he was, and I think it's it's just for people to say who's who who else we're going to bring in. Look, I mean, I'm I'm all for more sticking around and what have you I think we do need to give him a chance I think we've he's not had a, f- a fair crack of the whip in terms of injuries we've still got players out that are injured you know we, we haven't got Dennis around. we've not got Josh Windass etc you know Shea Dunkley's still out injured and you know the players that are, that are coming back Dominic Iofa's only just come back and all them players would have probably walked right maybe not Shea Dunkley but everyone else would have walked straight into the side at the start of the season so for me, um, yeah, like I said, when 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 it comes around to that that question, it's more of a what type of manager do we do we want as opposed to a who we're going to get in? Because if if you if you start asking about who we're going to get in, you just get Sam Allardyce and <laughs> and all them Roy Hodgson names thrown about and Jose Mourinho because that's all that's all people know really at the, at the end of the day. Um, Callum, I'm going to come to you. You've got your hand up, mate. What do you want to have to say? Yeah, I agree with Thomas. Uh, we should stick with Darren Moore regardless if we get promoted or we don't. Uh, he's clearly um, found an identity with this club. He's got the best out of Bannon. Uh, and like you say, he hasn't had a fair quack at the rip, not just with injuries, but he's not had the budget to spend uh, in the transfer window. And I'm still surprised that despite being only limited to freeze and loans, we still managed to get a decent enough squad to even be in the playoff spots in contention for the playoffs. So I'd say stick with him and, you know, give him a transfer budget, give him the players that he wants to bring in and see what it goes from there. And I think it's important to stick with him because if we looked at why we're relegated in the first place, the managerial merry-go-round just got ridiculous. We stacked Gary Monk, who I believe didn't get, get given a chance, and we got someone like Tony Pulis. So, yeah, it's fair in saying that, well, we don't know who we're going to get. We could get an, a complete unknowable who could do a good job. But, you know, it, there's always a risk factor. In recent memory, the risk factor is we get someone who, like Tony Pulis, who will just not make things good. So I think sticking with more is very important. Give him a few more games next season. And if the magic had stopped working, then, yeah, then consider a replacement. But we need to start focusing on building identity in this club and be consistent. Yeah, well, of course, obviously, we, I mean, we still could get promoted this season. Of course, I mean, that's the, we're only like, you know, purely just throwing it out there, ifs, buts, and maybes. Of of course, I mean, Callum, I know you've just muted yourself, but are you are you happy with Darren Moore, how he's approached things this season, uh, and, and how he's gone about things, or what, what's your overriding thoughts on him? Yeah, I think Darren Moore's great. I mean, I think I'm. Uh, I get a lot of abuse for defending him, even in 
some of his worst performing games, you know, when you get the Daryl the Darren Moore out crew on Twitter tell that you're saying to me that I'm a happy clapper because I don't realise how Darren Moore is a bad manager and how he's bad with the media. You know, I I, I think Darren Moore's a good manager. He's, he seems a, he seems to be a nice enough guy. He's good at uh, developing youngsters and he's given a lot of the academy a lot. Um, you know, a t- you know opportunities to go out on loan. I know he's just released a few recently, but at least he's given them that opportunity to go out on loan, get some first team experience. So yeah, I think he's right for the club. He's got the right ideology. He's got the right identity, and we just need to stick with him. Yeah, definitely. Just to, uh, everyone else, well, if you uh, if you want to get involved, then press that request to talk button on the bottom left and uh, and come and have your say. Obviously, at the moment we're just talking about Darren Moore, and you know. If we don't go up, obviously, I, I, I sincerely hope that we do and get and get promoted. But if we don't, um, would you stick with Darren Moore next season, or or would you change him? And what do you think Chancery will do as well? Um, you know, come and have you have you say for those that are that are up and, and talking as well. Then if you want to uh, just press that heart button and put your hand up as as when I'll 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 come to you. It looks like Peter wants to wants to say something. What do you want to say on that matter, Peter? Uh, I'd definitely stick with him. Absolutely, we don't want to get into this uh, managerial merry-go-round, whatever you want to call it. Give him, give him time. I think he's shown enough in whatever the, the ten, the last ten dozen games or so, to show that he can get like the previous callers. You said the previous guys just said about uh, his motivator Bannon. Bannon's had the he stuck his hand above the parapet and said, "Yeah, I'm in it. I'm in for it." He can see something. He's been around the block quite a few times. He knows the time of day. And I think when players like him start doing that, then encourage others to do it as well. So, yeah, stick with him. Great stuff. Uh, I just want to bring uh, Zach into it as well. Zach, mate, how are you? All right? Yeah, I'm all right, pal. You? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, yeah, just obviously talking about Darren Moore and uh, and what we, what you do if we don't get promoted this season. What Are you are you going to stick with him or do you want to get him gone and get someone else in? Um, I'd definitely stick with him because... Um, well, in recent form, we've been doing well. Um, right at the start of the season, uh, I were a bit iffy about him. Um, I think when we had them, I um, can't remember when it were, but we had like them four draws in a row or something like that. Yeah, I think, we I, think one were, I think one of them were Cheltenham, weren't it? Um, the yeah, other... and we were like conceding like right late on and stuff. Yeah, um, Wimbledon, Cambridge, Lincoln, and, and Cheltenham. Yeah, um, around about October time. Yeah, and after that, we I think we got that three 0 win against Sunderland, and then we sort of kicked on a bit until we had that COVID break or whatever. And we I think it when we that's when we lost five 0 to Sunderland, wasn't it? So yeah, but are, are you seeing an improvement in in us and? And how Darren Moore is, and and what have you? Yeah, definitely. Um, go on then. At what point? At, at, at what, what, at what point would you? So, say we don't go up at the end of this season. At what point would you say that enough's enough? Like, where where would we need to be? Like, how far down the table would we need to be? And at what stage would you would you like pull the plug and and say this enough's enough? Because obviously we've seen it this season with Sunderland. They they were what third when they sacked their manager and look and look what's happened to them. So obviously they thought that third weren't weren't good enough at at whatever point of the season that was. So at what point do you say enough's enough? Because you'd, you'd like to think the second season we've you know if we don't go up this season we've got to be going up as as automatic, aren't we? Next season surely. Yeah. Uh... I'd say 
if we have a good start, but with mm, eighth place, if we if we get eighth place next season, maybe after like ten games or whatever, I'd be looking for someone else. Great. But it also also depends on what players we have when we uh, next season, and also you can spend money, can't you? So. Do you, do you think we'll? Do you think if we don't go up this season, do you think we are going to lose the likes of Josh Windass, Dennis Adeneran, Deli Bashiru, Byers, etc.? I can keep going on. Do, do you think those players will will leave? Uh, I'd say Windass probably, but rest of them, I don't know. Don't know. Great stuff, so Zach. Do do stick around. Uh, I'm just going to come to uh, Ben Chaiker who put his uh, put his hand up first. That uh, Ben, mate. I know you obviously you've you've been kissing your picture of Darren Moore. So I, I know what your uh, answer to this question is going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I say, you know, I'm, I'm honest. We didn't have a great start to the season, did we? And things were looking a bit. At one point, thinking, oh, is is it is it Ryan Man, and do we not we do we get someone else in? And you were coming out of rules, but thinking. It weren't, a, it weren't a great performance and players weren't fine but I, I do I do think that like since we've been on this this decent run since Shrewsbury game uh, players have been fighting and, and, and working hard and I, and, I, and I think if this is going to be his blueprint for the foreseeable future there's not many people that can say well actually these last 10 games have been shit on they've not they have they have been quite enjoyable to watch apart from Lincoln away and probably last night you know, I, mean, I know we lost to Rotherham but um, we've 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 played some good stuff, and we if we can just like if this is how we're going to play. Obviously, last night weren't great, but if we can just keep this kind of level going at this three-five-two and playing this sort of football, then hopefully we will not be talking about getting out of League One next season. Do you know what I mean? Because we'll be we'll be in Championship, and then hopefully he's allowed to spend money late players because a few players will be leaving. But yeah, stick with him for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's been frustrating as well because you mentioned there we've gone on a decent run, but you look at the, you know, you look at the form uh, in the last what six matches, and you've you've got MK Dons five wins and a draw, Oxford five wins and a defeat, then it's us four wins, a draw and a defeat, and it's Wigan on exactly the same as us, um, Plymouth, well it's Ipswich are, uh, are next, obviously they're a bit further down the the table, but you know all, all the teams, Plymouth, Portsmouth, Sunderland. All the teams in the top of the form table are all teams that are at the top of the league as well. So it's almost like when we pick up a, a good result, everyone else around us picks up a good result as well. And it's nobody's really slipping up at this stage, are they, Ben? No, no, and that's when you've got to stand up and be counted as a as a as a team and a manager and a and a, and a squad. Now you've got to think, you, you know, you can't let you can't let the next result be a bad result. Do you know what I mean? You've like it's a Saturday now, a wins. Do you know what I mean? We've got to go for win and which I mean, and, and a draw and a defeat means that is the character right, and 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 can we can we push on? But hopefully the character is right, and that were just a blip Tuesday, uh, just like the blip were against uh, against Lincoln. But with running games that we've got, these are going to be teams that are going to be doing out. They're playing five four one and parking a bus and stuff. So, but yeah, I, I, I like Darren Moore. I think he's, he's, I think he's coming out of the other side. And like I said, a tricky start and, and, and we, we're playing some good football. And like I said, these last seven or eight home games, I've had it all where people can't be mourning about, you know what I mean? We've got 20 crosses in, 60% possession, doubling passes compared to other teams and having eight, nine shots on target. So it's good to watch, but, going to get games like yesterday, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Uh, cheers for that, Ben. I'm going to come to the other Ben who's got his hand, hand up. Uh, 
Um, yeah, Ben, what do you want to say? Yeah, I think with more it depends on what uh, happens for the rest of the season, pal, because look at the first half of the season when he had a big squad to choose from. He didn't have a clue, did he, who his side were. It's only really the last, what, 15 games or so when he's had to pick the same team with it for him. And now he's getting bodies back again. We're chopping and changing. So for me, it depends how we go at last 10 games or whatever, because if he starts chopping and changing, we start playing poor again, then for me, he's got to go. Yeah, so, I know it's like kind of we're not going to know unless we speak to him kind of thing, but what what, what do you think his, his thought process is in t- we're making all these changes? Because I've been having to think about this. It, on, on one hand, I'm thinking, is he thinking the, the long run in terms of, you know, if we get into the playoffs, you know, we've got another three games to come up, you'd, or, or if we pick up an injury, you don't want to have to just suddenly thrust someone in there that's not played for however many weeks. But then on the, on the other hand, I'm thinking, is he just trying to keep people happy? Like, Cause it, cause I think are. it's a bit of both. I think kind of with injuries, it gives him an excuse, doesn't it? But I think it is a bit of both where he's thinking, well, I've got such a big squad. It's like a kid in a sweet shop, isn't he? He looks at that squad and thinks, crack, you got a game a game, got a game a game. And I think it is a bit of both, pal. But what I want to see just between our end of the season, just go all out attack. Let's play some good football, score goals. And if we just miss out, not because we're playing crap, miss out because end of the day, we just weren't quite good enough. Fair play, but uh, if he's chopping and changing every game and we're not getting built, then yeah, he's got to go for me. It just depends how we go. Great stuff. Cheers that, Ben. Uh, look who's just popped up as well, uh, Mr. Giles Cook, uh, fashionably late as uh, as usual. How are you, mate? You're all right. <laughs> how are you, mate? You're right. Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, what have I missed? What have I missed? Well, I've just been having a bit of a whinge and a moan about the the game yesterday. Did you get a chance to watch it, Giles? No, my bloody uh, iPhone wasn't working, so I didn't uh, watch it's it. Like that dodgy, it dodgy internet, is it again, Giles? That, that dodgy Wi-Fi buffering still. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm guessing you've you've bought the highlights and what and what have you obviously we were talking weren't we at the weekend about it'd be interesting to see what what sort of you know, reaction for the for the opposite you know opposite way in terms of you know we've come off a, a six nil win see how we how we line up and what have you um but yeah Accrington came and and did a job against us really I mean how frustrating is it when a team team does that to you and kind of just nullifies your your threat especially when you've come off off the back of a big win yeah so how did Accrington set up then were they just literally uh, allowing parking the bus in a way and allowing us to just have the have the ball or did they bring it to us out because I honestly haven't seen I saw the highlights but again it doesn't really show what the game was like does it yeah but they were just physical in the uh, all over the park to be fair they didn't let us didn't let us have any time on the ball you know Bannon, so would you say it was a bit like like the Lincoln game uh, a little bit yeah although Lincoln had a bit more about him going forward I don't, I don't you know they were just Accrington were cases of lumping it up but it was very much yeah no time on the ball um yeah it, it was more like Lincoln game than it was the, the the Cambridge game but like I said when when you've come off a, off such a high you know mm-hmm. do, do you perhaps we've talked about it the weekend doesn't it? a bit of complacency like sets in doesn't it? and you think uh you're gonna you know Gonna kind of just, gonna walk. just turn up and, and and roll them over, yeah. Well, like I said, I haven't seen the game, so I don't want to just start saying that that's what happened because you know if the if the game if the game wasn't like that, then then um, yeah, I don't want to really comment too much without seeing it if that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. That's when you, fine. Obviously, if you're if you're telling me that that it wasn't the best performance, then obviously that that then the complacency can creep in, can't it? And I did say that, didn't I? I did say that it was going to be either go one or 
two one, ways. One or two ways, yeah, definitely. I think uh, Ben's uh, Ben's got a question for you, Ben. Uh, ben with no surname, Owls fan, eighty-three. <laughs> hey, Giles, uh-huh. how are you? Right. I've got. I'm not a bad buddy. I've got a real bugbear. Well, I've got quite a few modern-day football, but it's when managers, pal, on set pieces on corners, get everybody back defending. It mm. does my head in, mate, because you're sitting here shouting, saying. Yes, only on the sudden halfway line. Yeah. You see it every time. It takes two or three minutes in game. And last night when they scored their goal, they've got a team for six footers, mate, and they're chucking everybody forward because they've got nobody on the halfway line. So my question is, well, why do some managers just have everybody back on set pieces? But, I don't yeah, get it, mate. I think, I think partly because maybe they're a bit scared. I'll be honest with you. If you're telling me now that the players are all quite big and physical then they're obviously thinking by putting extra bodies in there it might help but for me it's a bit of a cat and mouse right it's like being brave leave one or two up let's see what they do do you know oh, what I mean I that game last night and I'm just thinking well they're checking all their centre house forward here because we've got nobody up top yeah and straight away you're just thinking well if you put one even if it's one man on halfway line it's going to take two of their players off and well, well that's, that's why they're scored for me Exactly. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like a cat and mouse where if them do, do them two centre-halves still want to go up if we leave a striker strike up the top? Well, if they do, then we should be able to counter-attack. So yeah, it's, it, it's a cat and mouse. And I, to be honest with you, I don't like bringing everyone back. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. But some managers do it. And I think if Moore's doing that, especially uh, yesterday, I think it was more probably to try and you know stop them, stop them from set pieces. Yeah, well, the, the, Giles, they had, they had one corner in the 83rd minute and, and they scored from it so uh, and that's the 16th set piece that we've conceded from so far this season so I'd like to, yeah. get, me, I'd like to get me stats in there Giles for you, you know what I mean so. yeah. get three men up there one on left one on right one down middle let's see what they do then hey, well, imagine, yeah. imagine if they did it where you just got nobody back what <laughs> what would happen then that'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a bit of a turn up for books but uh, yeah we've got three people with their, with their hands I think Callum were first uh, go on Callum mate yeah, I just want to talk about this, the, the something that Ben alluded to about the uh, now we're having injuries c- coming back. It's going to give more a selection headache and whether or not, whether or not that will be a blessing. Oh. Um, it is going to, I mean, it is. Callum, you've gone really quiet, mate. I don't know if you're at the end of your microphone or not. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, my, my little finger was over on my iPhone. Uh, what I was saying was um, what Ben was saying about um, just rotating players that are coming back and whether or not that will dip our form. Um, it's a tricky one because obviously we do need a, a big enough squad considering the injury size that we've had all season. If we had a small squad and we didn't have the bodies to fill the 11, then we would have struggled and probably worryingly had to forfeit some games. Um, but then the other scenario would be more saying to the players that have been out of injury, right, you work place or that you don't play at all and just think about how that will contribute to the dressing room and how that might also affect the the play as well. You know, players bickering in the change room saying, oh, he's not picking me, I don't know why, you know, why are you special, et cetera. You know, it's a tricky one, but... You know, I, I don't think it'll be enough to like sack more of that was to uh, ruin off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at like Palmer. So Palmer was obviously out of the squad for the six 0 win, uh, and and then you know, next game on Tuesday, he's, he's straight back in the side again, uh, having you know Jack Hunt's not really done anything anything wrong. I think it's it's more it's more so like you know, I said, is, is he trying to just keep people happy? Is he is he trying to? 
you know, when 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 he when the team kind of almost picked itself, going back probably 10, 12 games ago, like it was almost after the after the five nil drubbing at Sunderland, <clears throat> sorry, and then and then the the one nil defeat at Shrewsbury. After that, we've we've kind of almost had to you know pick the same team because it just picked itself. You know, with a like say uh, when George Bias came in, I don't think George Bias that wasn't a tactical switch. That was just a case of he was the only midfielder that we had to to play in that same position. So I think it uh, it comes down to that. What do you think? There's an element of that, Giles. Do you think it's a uh, a case of Darren Moore trying to keep people up because he made three changes. One was forced. Gibson was injured, so um, Iofa came in. But you know, Palmer came in for Hunt, uh, who then later went off injured at half time, and then Patterson came in for Gregory. Do, do you think it is an element of keeping players happy, or what, what do you um, think? It, it, it could be. Or do, me, or do you think he's just I'm, looking at a long term picture? I think he's honestly just looking at you know resting resting the players. I honestly think that's what he's doing, and. Uh, and you know, I think he he believes in his squad, and he thinks that he can he can do that. He can afford to to maybe rest two two players and rotate the squad. Where listen, I've told you before, I'm not a fan of that, especially coming back off a six nil win. Yeah, I told you we've got to keep the same team unless there was injuries, and if there's injuries, of course, then you might have to change one. But you've got to keep that momentum. Um, of course, you said Gibson was injured. I didn't realise that Gibson was injured. I just saw that Yorfa was playing, but. I thought that was just again a, a change that Moore did. Uh, but if Gibson was injured, then that's that's a fair one. Palms coming in, well, I'm not too sure that 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 one I think could be more to just maybe keep them happy, because for me, Hunt 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 should be playing if he's just um, had a, a very good performance um, against Cambridge, and then he and then he's on the bench. Like for me, I'm not one for that. He should have kept Hunt in. Um, and that's not that. And listen, everyone knows that I've I've said Palms for me has been one of our you know most consistent players this season. But we're going off a very very good win. You've got to keep the same team. And then of course, uh, listen, he's he's brought Patterson in. Patterson's then gone gone and scored. So that's fair play to Patterson. But for yeah. me, you've got if anything, you bring Patterson on after. If you're saying that he's you know it might be too much for Gregory, but you've got to start him. Yeah, yeah. Gregory's not really an impact sub. He's a he came on and again, 100%. Um, like I said against Lincoln as well. He he didn't really do a great deal. I, I thought I thought he did try and change it up a bit. Um, it's no nothing against Gregory. I think Gregory's a fantastic player. And I hope he scores. Well, he's not really get going to get twenty goals a season now, but I hope he does get into double figures for the for the season. You know, because you know we we need someone like him and and things. Right, I'm just going to come to uh, Liam next. Liam had his uh, hands up. You all right, mate? Yeah, good. Go on. What do you want to? Well, obviously, we're talking about Darren Moore, etc. Yeah, it was just about Darren Moore. Um, I think regardless of whether we go up or not, I think he will stay. Um, purely because I don't think there's no one better that we can get. Plus, Transiri doesn't have a great record with managers uh, appointing back and forth. Um, and also, I think given, obviously we, in the summer we'll have some money to spend. So I think he will be given an opportunity uh, in the summer. And if we don't start well, then there's going to be fans on his back and he, and it might be time to go. I mean, obviously, I put a tweet out the other day as well, saying you know, ten of the eleven players that that we um, that started the game against Cambridge were 
either a free or a loan. I know people were saying, yeah, there's loan fees, etc., etc. I get that, but um, there's only Massimo Luongo we paid any money for. You know, when we have been given money, all right, I know it's not been Darren Moore. Darren Moore's not had any money to spend, but you know, when we have been be able to spend, we we get the likes of Jordan Rhodes, <laughs> the signings that we've that we've made. Do you do you think being able to spend money is a good thing, or or, or would you? Do you, you know, in the summer, I don't know what the wage, what the what the transfer budget's going to be, but do do you want us to start splashing the cash, or do you want us to be a bit more, perhaps a bit more frugal with uh, with the signings that we're making? Uh, I think we've just we've just we've got to be sensible with uh, with what we do, um, and I think obviously whatever division we're in, it might obviously limit what player players we get. Like we've we've spoken about Peacock Farrell um, earlier, whether he will stay or not. Again, it depends where we are, and it also depends where Burnley are as well. Because if if they get relegated, he'll he might be first choice. Yeah, definitely. Cheers, for that, Liam. Uh, just want to come to Ben again. He's got his hands up. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm all good. Yourself? Yeah, good. What go on, What do you want to say, Ben? Uh, no, I think uh, uh, from what I want to see now from from like squad and stuff, I just I just want to. See- like this tinkering stuff now, I, I, I don't want to see it. I just want to see us a bit more um, settled. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have brought Palmer on and, and played him wing back. And you know, like Giles has said, he's a, a great player. But for me, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a wing back. I don't think he's an, a, an attacking player. I, I like him as a probably a right back at three or even left back, and it gives the the other guy like a Mendes Lang or a Hunt or a Johnson to to go forward. I think the midfield three speaks for themselves in um, Luongo, Bannon, and Byers. Uh, and then I just love to see. I'd, I just want to eat in my own words here, but I just Greg and Berahino starting up front, and just let's just get a solid, a solid team starting every week. Do you know what I mean? Rather than this striker comes off and that striker's playing, and this wing backs on, and that left centre back, and do you know what I mean? We've got like seven defenders now, and it's it, it's never going to be the same three every week. From what I'm seen for the last few games so yeah I just want to see uh, a more regular team do you know what I mean and I think and I think that'll do us more good than than bad do you know what I mean yeah now I'm going to wrap it up uh, very shortly but uh, before we do let's just quickly talk about Gillingham this weekend Ben so uh, you know Gillingham they're what 22nd in the in the league I think they are so obviously they're struggling down 20, 21st I do apologize they um you know, level on points with Wimbledon and Fleetwood who were, who were above them. Obviously, scrapping for their lives to, to try and stay in this division. They looked all but you know down and out. You know, uh, a, f- a few weeks ago, but they have picked up some decent results since the, their new managers coming, Neil Harris. Now, I, I've spoke to a Gillingham fan earlier, and you can listen to that on the Uppers View on Friday. So, if you if you're not subscribed to the podcast, then please make sure you do if you are listening to this. Um, but yeah, Gill- Gillingham this weekend, uh, it's going to be pretty much the same, if not worse, than. Uh, than Accrington yesterday, isn't it really, in terms of how they play. Now, Steve Evans isn't the manager anymore, like I've said, but you know, so I'm just talking to the, the Gillingham fan and they've hardly got any players. And I looked at the, the game that they played against Doncaster at the weekend. Um, they won 1-0, but they had, I think they scored after the first minute, less than, I think they had 30-odd percent possession, only only made 122 passes in the whole game. And to put that into context, on Saturday we made nearly 600 passes. So just shows you the type of football they're going to play. But do you think we've got enough to 
to beat them because we couldn't beat Accrington, could we, yesterday? Yeah, but like I said, that we the, the, the teams that we're playing next, apart from like MK Dons and, and Wickham and probably Bolton and Portsmouth, the, the other the other five teams, uh, they're going to be like they were on. We've got to get results at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, so so a win, a one 0 win. Obviously, we want to pretty now. This is the time of the season where, all right, you you want to get winning, you want to get points on and climb up table to get into the playoffs and stuff. But we we've got to start winning convincingly to to keep that confidence going to to techers, um, keep us in playoffs and, and stuff. Because like I said, games like yesterday won't do all for confidence, and it won't do any confidence for fans and that negative time you someone gets ball away or you, you give away people, you know what I mean? Start getting anxious and stuff. So yeah, we've just got to try and do what we did against um, Cambridge and just, just start bulldozing teams for me. But Yeah, you, you mentioned confidence there. Like obviously I'm guessing after Saturday, you know, you thought we could perhaps go up as automatic, but what's your confidence like going into these remaining nine games after, after yesterday? Are you still in, in high hopes that we can, you know, Tough. Yeah, do you know what I mean? For me, I'd rather I'd rather play teams like Rotherham and Wigan. I'd rather play them every week than when you team when when we've got teams like these Accrington's and Gillingham's and stuff. I I think they're going to be tougher than than playing Rotherham and, and Wigan and MK Dons. So, but like I said, there uh, we we there where you when you look at fixtures and on a Saturday and you go into the ground and stuff and you think it's a three nil area. But yeah, I think these games are going to be a lot tougher than the uh, than playing. Last few team, last few games we've got teams higher. Yeah, cheers for that. Cheers for that, Ben. Um, Callum, go on then. Gillingham uh, this weekend. What, what, what's your thoughts uh, and what, what's your confidence like? Well, I mean, Gillingham are another team that likes to uh, camp up the back. You know, when they when we played with them at home, you know, they play such horrific defending football. So if we turn up right and we respond very well, it's probably going to have to be a one nil victory for Wednesday. Otherwise, I don't see us winning that. It will be another draw. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, people. I mean, I even got drawn into saying when we were looking at the. At the the run of fixtures that we've got, I, I picked that one out as being like a potential banana skin. Obviously, being Gillingham and, and what they did, uh, what they did at our place. But you look at the, I mean, recently since the new managers come in, they have picked up uh, a few wins. But you, but you look and they've, they've played that style of football all season, and and it's just to see a red when you look at their um, look at their results. You know, defeat after defeat. So other teams can do it, and and I think why why can't we? But like I said we. We do seem to struggle when we come up against teams like that. Is, is there a reason why we struggle? I don't know. I mean, I, I always notice that pattern that we, we tend to do better against teams that are above us in the league. And when it comes to lower team, we tend to struggle. I don't know if it's a mentality thing or that teams like that are desperate for a win and they learn and they just part the bus and they try and figure us out and win a one nil victory you know I, I don't know um you guess as good as mine but you know it's it's just one of those games that we we just have to have the right mentality and just you know find a way to you know not succumb to their game plan yeah cheers for that callum now before we go i just want to giles uh i just want to get your thoughts on on gillingham then at the weekend it's uh it's going to be tough i mean i'm, I'm looking their average possession is about what well, it's less than 40 percent i think it's 38 percent um 
they had like nearly less than thirty against Doncaster, and and yeah, they're a team that obviously like us to to have the ball and what have you, and it's it's going to be tough in it on on Saturday to, to it's break gonna it. It's going to be tough. It's, it's, it's got gonna... it's, it's got like it makes me think of like England against San Marino. Do you know what I mean when we come up against them shit teams, and it's just like defense against the tag. No, it's it's going to be difficult, um, definitely when teams like you said part the bus, but then again it's still kind of a dangerous a dangerous way to play against us also because if we do get one then it's game over you know so it's risky they 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 what they're going to do is they're going to try and hold out for a point and if they can you know get a goal from a set piece this is what it looks like to me if they can get a goal from a set piece then happy days but they'll they're happy just going to they're happy to just camp inside their own half let Wednesday have the ball and try and you know say come on try and break us What's it like when you come up against a team like that, Giles? I'm sure you've had it before, where the yeah, team's just part of the bus. What's what's it like? It's not nice. It's not nice. We 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 had that about what was it three four weeks ago? We played Kings Lynn. It was horrible. Like they literally were on their 18 yard box. Anytime they got it, they kicked it anywhere. Like so, you can imagine. Of course, League One is obviously a better standard than the conference, right? But I'm saying to you, every time they got it, they just kicked it anywhere they just cleared it hoof hoof we had i think we had something like honestly 96 percent or something it was something stupid possession but we couldn't break them down i'll be honest with you we had like we hit the post um uh, keeper saved a few but you know just it wouldn't fall to, it wouldn't fall to us so i listen i know the games can be so frustrating and, and difficult but if wednesday get a goal in the you know uh in the first half or if they manage to get one in the second half earlier on then honestly, it's it's lights out for Gillingham. I'm being honest with you because that means then they're going to have to try and come out. And if they don't, well, happy days. We're winning one nil. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's it's definitely risky doing doing that. But if that's what they want to do and make it difficult for us, let, let's see how let, let's see how we can get on and hopefully we can we can try and break them break them down and uh, and get past them. Great stuff. Uh, just like Giles, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, thanks everyone for for joining. Another great uh, show uh, as always. Um, you know, we are back uh, next week. Uh, Peter, make sure you put in your diary next Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're back next Wednesday at 8 o'clock as we are every week. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a, a win against uh, against Gillingham. Like I said, we'd like to have you all say. If you're listening to the podcast as well, then make sure you leave a rating or a review. Uh, and don't forget to check out Patreon as well. Patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. Uh, get all the interviews um, on there. We're going to be speaking to Lee Peacock very shortly as well. So uh, you'll be able to listen to that one if you do sign up as well. Thank you very much, everyone, and uh, have a great evening. See you next time. Thank you. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.